gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! I think we are Yokozawa Minasan. Social Q&A live. Yonja-hachiban. Welcome, my friends, to Social Q&A Live, episode 48, How to Map Out a Future Together. It is absolutely crisp weather today. It's 31 degrees, and we've only just hit spring. It's like breaking world records or something. Uh, so that's why I'm in the Hawaiian shirt. We've got the Hawaiian shirt up in here. And today's Social Q&A, I'm very excited for you. Tell her I got a lot of energy. Because the story, the context, we've got a man who might be operating on a high level. I say he might be operating on a high level because we've got a very intense context around something very beautiful, a relationship in which that, or a potential relationship that's coming out of a woman who's very conscious and a man who's very conscious and he's looking for some guidance on how to get this. And there's going to be, uh, there's going to be some questions for you guys. As I've been doing, if you guys are new to Social Q&A Live, we have a preloaded question that is coming off the gram. Shout out to at Uitsang1. We will address this first. It goes for however long it goes. And then you guys can drop your questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships in that chat box down below. And you can also use the super chat to donate to the channel if you want to get your question bumped to the top, which has been most appreciated as of recent. So that's there. What else do I need? to? There's a couple of announcements that will come in a second. But actually, before the, there's one big announcement I want to make for you guys on the podcast if you haven't been following the YouTube channel recently. I'm going to park that for a second and just say this. Sometimes straight out of the gate, I like to just fly in with just something real sharp. When we look at this question of how to map out a future relationship together, I want to start this session by asking him a lot of questions. 
because his context seems like it's going to be over and done with in about five seconds. There's only one red flag I can see within it, which I'll get to in a second. For those of you who are just joining in now, I haven't read it out yet. We'll get there. But, and actually just before we do get there, let me make sure I'm recording. Yeah, we are. Good. But when we think about this topic of mapping out a relationship together, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, she better be that diamond in the sky. She better be that mother of children that you're seeing in her and that you better have seen something within her that even gives you the idea or concept of that I want to plan a future together. I want to map out a future together. We can dive into a very deep philosophical line of the issue with that thinking of planning a future together. And this would be the first question that I would ask him. Now, I'm not going to use his name. He's in Australia. Uh, I'm actually, you know, I probably could use his name because I would actually encourage him and his woman to be watching this together. We'll get to his story and you guys will see why in a second. But I just, just in case, I'm just going to refer to him as G. And G, the first question I have for you is, when have you ever arrived at the future? This is a question you need to consider and study very carefully. When have I ever arrived at the future? Pause that. Second question. What kind of development do you have left to do? What kind of development does she have left to do? Eh? What if she died tomorrow? Eh? What if you died tomorrow? Eh? These type of questions are the questions you need to ask when you consider this idea of planning a future with another human being. And uh, I want to pose those questions to begin with before we even hit his context because I've, I've spent a good bit of time. I just got out of the sauna uh, really thinking about his context and how we're going to address his story today so he can get the most value. And I think the most value for him is going to be in these questions and answering these questions. He said he might make it live to this uh, to this chat. He said he might, but which would be amazing if he does because I've got some follow-up questions. And he, we've had a good bit of back and forward. So actually, let me just... I hope he does get here, but if he doesn't get here, we're going to, uh, as I always do, I always create some scaffolding in which that, to help the absolute beginner <clears throat> uh, learn from it, we'll take that in mind. But let's go here. Also, if you guys have not... Uh, if you haven't already, drop a thumbs up on this channel, uh, on this channel, on this video to help support the video, get it sent out to the rest of the community. I'm going to read this Instagram message out and then we'll dive in from there. And there's a huge announcement I want to get into after it, but I'll get this first. <coughs> okay. Hang on. Hang on a second. Also, I just forgot. I forgot. I didn't even see you guys in the chat here. I forgot. I just dived straight into it. We've got our first uh, live viewer up in here. Actually, I've got to zoom this shit in. Hang on. We've got Kakashi Adeke up in here saying, let's get it. A whole bunch of exclamation marks. Great to have you, Kakashi. Good to see you. Johnny Nguyen's up in here saying, Yoroshiku Aikun. Hi, Johnny. Good to have you here. And the two boys saying, Damn, the real questions from Kakashi and Johnny. Please pop in if you're live with us, G. Yeah, G, uh, G I don't think he's been up in this live chat before. But he said to me his Instagram messages that he would try and make it if he could. He's actually on Australian time, although he's not from Australia. We'll get into that in the context. You'll see it in a second. So let's let's do it. Because you guys, and yeah, if you guys are new to the live Q and A, just say hi in the chat. I get you guys. I get you guys. But let's do it. So this is a this is quite a long story, my friends. It's quite a long context, but it's very beautiful. Like I said, we might be dealing with some high level shit here. We'll find out. We'll find out. So here we go. G sent me this message on Instagram. How do we tang one? Uh, what was this? Good couple of weeks ago, probably a, couple, probably a week and a bit ago, saying, good day, Adam. 
in need of guidance, unsure if questions in your Insta box are okay. Otherwise, where should I ask them? Anyways, anyway, here we go. This is G, German fan, right now in Brisbane, hee hee. Following your content every now and then for a year now, and it's definitely a gold nugget of the World Wide Web. My story. I am on my path for the last four years since running away from home. Working on my temple as well as my garden. The fruits have been sprouting big time since I am in Australia. I am giving guidance to fellow brothers and sisters now. People telling me I carry the light and will have a big ripple effect on the world. And whilst I am bathing in my hard work self-love, I attract and manifest a magnificent soul into my life. I learn from her. She learns from me. We grow and support each other in our deepest and purest intentions. We grow and support each other in our deepest and purest intentions. Having sex with her for the first time felt like the trust we have for one another is from another lifetime. Rest of the message follows. Throughout our time together, we both had mystical experiences of union, in brackets, without drugs or anything, seeing only myself in her and vice versa. I gave her the gift of her first full-body orgasm and probably the most intimate and diverse sexual experiences she has ever had, in brackets, even though she has been with a lot of other guys. It felt for both of us like one and the same soul merging together after a long separation. The sexual slash intimate healing was out of this world. She taught me a lot about the dance, about love, intuition, bodily awareness. And now, our paths are split, both on our own, on our own journeys again. I am filled with gratitude and love, and we both feel free and not oddly attached. Best, in quotes, breakup I ever had in my life. We both had the intention to be free, non-monogamous. The experience is still settling for me, and now a big question comes up. Keep in contact via social media. I know I'll experience her again in a different setting as a different being. But until then, I could use guidance in regards to keeping contact with her. Contact once per week, none. As long as it doesn't drain, but rather enhances my journey. Do you have experience in this? Or maybe even a video slash podcast where you go into the matter. Blessings to you. Keep waking up men and women around the world. Keep riding your wave. Best of wishes from a man on his path. Adding dot dot. <clears throat> Further note, I definitely feel something in me that still wants to share a lot and text her, call her day to day. But at the same time, I don't want to overdo it in brackets, even though she keeps telling me she's always grateful for every message. <clears throat> Let's take a pause there. So, interesting. Beautiful. Even more so than interesting. It is cho moshadeh. Very interesting, but it's uh, utsukushi. It's kiredas. It's very, very uh, beautiful. However... There were some things that didn't quite add up for me. There's some question marks I had. And before he even had time to, or for me to even have time to, to get those question marks in, he then, when getting confirmation from me that I was going to be addressing this in the live Q&A, he then gave me an extreme follow-up, which makes this even juicier. So if you take into account, basically the first part of his message is about the union of them coming together, 
uh, the sexual intimacy, the connecting, and most beautifully, seeing something within her, which we discussed in last week's episode, which is why I gave you that. I raised those, I raised those eyebrows for those of you listening on the podcast when he said that when he said that there was a union of the souls merging. Very interesting because that's exactly what we spent two hours on last week. And that's why I said maybe we're dealing with someone at a high level here. Maybe. Because there's got to be some, there's some, I wouldn't be reading this out like this if there wasn't a potential red flag coming up. <clears throat> but there wasn't that much red flags there, was there? I, I couldn't see any until we get to this second part. So this is now part two of his story, which makes, this is where we're really going to start to learn some things and really some questions start to come in. So before I even had time to ask some questions, he come, he came in, all I told him was that I would be addressing this in Q&A, social Q&A. And he came in with some follow-up just last Wednesday saying, hey, amazing. That's awesome to hear. Heard your podcast about breakups and about how relationships need nutrients to grow. As it turns out, the plans have changed and me and her will definitely see again in a couple of months. I think he means see each other again in a couple of months. After contemplation, I realized that the connection to her is different than to any other woman I've encountered. What I felt after the disconnection was not so much attachment to her, but rather disappointment towards myself. How can I turn my back towards this supporting soul that easily? I had an eye-opening phone call with her where she cried and reminded me about a conversation we had. About the potential we both sense in this relationship. My deepest intention is to see her and myself thrive. Her intention is the same. Growth is our foundation, and our dharmas are aligned with one another. She wants to help women tap into their sacred feminine. I want to help men tap into their sacred masculine. We, as individuals and together, have the higher goal to help other human beings in their lives. I am staying in Australia for myself and told her about my plans when I leave. The synchronicity is enormous because she has pretty much the same plans as me. My heart is dancing, and I am kind of in shock about how much can feel right with one person. So in addition to my first question, re keeping in contact, you know, how much to text her, how much to call her, that's a different thing. But in addition to that question, if a relationship is flowing by itself so effortlessly, at what point would you consider mapping out or planning a future together as beneficial. We are both in our early 20s and on our travels. And as I see myself in the role of guiding us both to even more beautiful places, while our presence is growing and our dharmas are linked, what are the healthy foundations for an open conscious relationship? Thank you for taking the time to help your fellow brothers and sisters around the world. My words cannot express enough gratitude I tried to join you on Monday. Big love, greets, signed his name, G. Okay. No slow clap. No slow clap. That's a fast clap. <laughs> it's beautiful, right? It's just beautiful. Oh, it's cushy. It's cushy. Antoni Kereira, huh? So, oh, Yoroshiku. So, here we go. For those of you that are just joining in right now, 
there's essentially a cup there's a macro and a micro situation we're dealing with here there is a micro tactical issue with how often is he supposed to be texting and calling her hitting her up responding to her calls and texts even though they are currently not in a monogamous relationship and actually there is some aloofness to what relationship they are in and there are some nuances we're gonna have to create scaffolding around because he hasn't given me that information as much information as he has given me there's a lot of tactical micro things that uh, he has not given me, which is why I would really like it for him to be in this live stream. Uh, however, if, if he's not, if he does come in, that's great. If he if he doesn't, that's fine. I'll create scaffolding as we always do to help us uh, learn and keep our lines uh, straight. So the micro issues of that, we'll address that in good time. But actually, there's a much larger macro issue, which is why I started off this podcast. For those of you that are just joining, you may have missed it right in the intro. Normally, we fap about in the intro. Not today. I actually went really hard right at the beginning. Uh, which maybe only a couple of you saw, which is by asking him a set of questions, set of macro questions. And I guess we could start there. I guess we could start there. But the first question I had for him, at least for context, is, wow. Yeah, this is a question I was going to ask you, though, for the class for the class discussion. It's class discussion. Just going to begin right now. Normally, we take our time to get into it. So... Okay, I'll save that. I'll save the first class discussion question in for a second. And it very much centers around the biggest red flag within his message. But if you just take a good summary of what is described there, I don't know anything about her. I don't know her background. When he said that she is also on her travels, I don't. that alludes to me that maybe she came from another country. I'm not sure if she's from Germany as well, but that she will also, they seem to both be two pods working their way through Australia, but will be traveling back to their home countries at some time and further traveling. Yet they found themselves in a situation in which that this is a, it sounds like a blue moon situation. It sounds like what we talked about last week in which that they described uh, sexual intimacy, not just much so much on a physical level, but on a psychological level in which that a connection was really formed beyond anything that they had ever felt before. And so the first question when we get, and I, I guess the questions for him, I'll reiterate those questions with him now because now those questions should make more sense. To his question of, this will lead us into the class question as well, actually. My question after that entire story was this. Gee, why do you want to be in an open and free relationship with her? He's describing a blue moon situation. He's describing uh, some intense, intense human experience that a lot of people haven't experienced before. And so just the first thing as a coaching mindset is, why do you want to be in an open relationship? That's the first question you need to ask yourself. I wanted you here in this live chat because I wanted to be able to ask you uh, this live and get your feedback. And I actually did send this message to him on Instagram, but he hasn't seen it. So I wanted him to, he's going to have to consider this for himself which is why do I want to be in an open and free relationship? If it's because, because you can see whatever the answer is, is going to direct where we go with this, with this mapping out and this planning of your future together. If it's because you feel like you're underdeveloped and that you haven't gotten all the experiences you need to, that you feel like you need to in order to be able to service her best. And that's why you want to be in an open and free relationship with her. That's amazing. There's actually something interesting that he said at the beginning here, it wasn't very specific about it, but I got the idea from you, G, that you guys started off in something of a monogamous. You see, he hasn't been very clear about what the the initial relationship was before they had to break, 
but from the best of my detection through his message was that him and this woman did have a couple months together and that there was a break. They had to break because they were going to be traveling or something. You know, I just want to make sure I'm very clear on this. Just give me a second, guys. After the full body experience, full body orgasm. So he gets to the part of his message where he says, she taught me a lot about the dance, about love, intuition, bodily awareness. Now our paths are split both on our own journeys again. The best breakup I ever had in my life. We both had the intention to be free and non-monogamous. So maybe maybe he's saying, and he said non-monogamous in quotes. So maybe it's not even that they were in a monogamous relationship, but they were just spending a lot of time together and they had to separate. He hasn't said why though. That's actually a different story altogether. But the first question, because that's got something more to do with their 50s in tandem. But for his 50, the first question that comes to my mind is, why do you want to be in an open and free relationship? Because there's quite a contradiction. There's quite a contradiction, which which brings a potential contradiction, a potential red flag. Which brings us to the first class question. So for those of you who are here in this live chat and you're new to this, I'm going to chuck you guys a question right now and I want your honest opinions. I want your honest answers. It's what you're going to learn the most from. So get ready to drop answers in the chat. When he says to me, and for those of you that are now aware of how high level of a connection this is between the two and how rare this relationship is where he even said that they went after an eye-opening conversation, he went back to her. You know, he went back to her saying that, how can I, you know, they had made an agreement to split, but then it come back. And then over a phone call where she cried and they honored the relationship and the importance it was to both of them, they decided, okay, we're going to try something here. And so he's thinking, let's try open and free. And this is where it brings us to the question. If a relationship is flowing by itself so effortlessly, at what point would you consider mapping out or planning a future together as beneficial? They're both in their early 20s on their travels. But then goes on to say, what are the healthy foundations for an open conscious relationship? My friends, here's the first question. What seems to be the problem with that thinking? Where's the red flag that lies within that? On one hand says, if a relationship is flowing by itself so effortlessly, at what point would you consider mapping out or planning a future together as beneficial? Now, note he hasn't explicitly said that I want a monogamous relationship, but it infers that. Mapping out, planning a future together. It infers that they're going to get tighter together. Is it going to be a traditional monogamous relationship? Is that what he's thinking? I don't know. So this is where scaffolding will have to be created because we don't actually, I don't have him in the live chat. So, G, if you're listening to this podcast, which I know you will be, but even if you're here not live, we're going to separate you from the situation for a second. And I want the live viewers of this chat to consider someone who is, because I don't know if you're considering a monogamous relationship. But from the way that sounds, the way that sounds, when you say to me, if a relationship is flowing, relationship is flowing by itself so effortlessly, at what point would you consider mapping out or planning a future together as beneficial? The average guy meeting with a woman of this level and a connection of this level would use those words with the intent of being together as one lockdown monogamous relationship. So we're going to take that. So I want you guys to 
because he very well could mean that he just wants to be together in an open relationship, flowy relationship, but I don't know that. I don't know that. And so, and there's actually not as much to learn from that. This is the learning point because he, this will be good for his learning as well. He may one day find himself in the position of having to choose between a monogamous relationship and a open and free with this woman. So it's actually good that we take it this way. So first question for the class Q&A is what seems to be the issue between this idea of mapping out, planning a future together versus, or and at the same time, sorry, not versus, but and at the same time, what are the healthy foundations for an open conscious relationship? Mapping out, planning future together. Also, conscious, open, free relationship. What's the issue in his thinking there? What what appears to be a, uh, or if not him, someone who was thinking that way? Okay, drop that in the chat. I'm going to address some of you guys in the chat now. And we're also, we're going to get to that announcement in a second once there's a few more people in here. Okay, so who we got up in here? Who do we even have up in this chat? There's some modems in this house. <laughs> I'll get that later. Okay, so T comes up in saying T comes up in here saying, "Yo, fam, good to have you, T. Good to have you here. Good to see you're almost on time." <laughs> Johnny then saying, "Cho, it's Kashin Air. I'm smiling, just listening. Absolutely, it is very beautiful." That referring to the story. Uh, Mr. Ski comes up and he's saying, "How's it going, man? Yep, yeah, man, yeah. If you could ski, good to have you here." Uh, I will address the Melbourne situation. Just for those of you that don't know, a lot of the viewers of this uh, podcast and this live chat are from Melbourne, and Melbourne has now officially become and become overtaken every country in the world for the harshest, strictest lockdown laws anywhere in the world. They've essentially entered a tyrannical dictator state as of yesterday. Uh, we can address that much, much later on in open Q&A. Uh, that's, it's, shit's going down. Let's just call it that. As the Australian people would say, it's getting hectic. Anyways, T there comes in saying, yeah, man, yep. <laughs> Good to have you here, T. Uh, <laughs> skiing with a prayer. And then Kakashi-san says, this really feels like a Zoom class, lol. I love it. Absolutely, Kakashi. Absolutely. Good to have you here. Uh, Musky is also up in here. Musky Sinaj up in here, waving at everyone, saying, hi, all. Ski comes in saying, oh, no, not the Blue Moon situation again. Oh, yes, the Blue Moon situation again. We're going to learn about this today. Uh, Jody comes in saying, I immediately thought that as well. My suspicion is because he feels he's not earned a monogamous relationship, at least when I was listening. T then goes on to say, open relationship conflicts with long-term relationship? Question mark? Jody then comes in saying, the major problem is that open and conscious implies two separate paths meeting together, whereas monogamous is those paths intertwining. The major problem is that open and conscious implies two separate paths meeting together, whereas monogamous in, uh, in those paths, whereas monogamous in those paths intertwining. Potentially, maybe. It's a... Not, mm, mm. Ski then comes on to say, he doesn't know what he wants? Question mark. Hmm. T then goes on to say, can't plan a serious future together whilst also adhering to the T's and C's of casual relationship. Money. Money. Very good T. Uh, Ski then comes on saying, these questions are getting hard. Yeah, they are. Uh, because we're, doing, we're dealing with some high level shit here, which will require more nuanced thinking, which will require a little bit of 
a little bit more scaffolding to help people think through this. So don't worry, Ski. We'll take our we'll take our way. We'll take our time. Johnny Nguyen comes and saying he makes it sound like the stars are aligning for the monogamous, but insists on the open and free. It's quite the contradiction, indeed. Yes, agree with that, Johnny. Hey, Bobby B's up in here. Good to have you, Bobby. Uh, yeah, good to have you, B. You very rarely met. I, Bobby often ch- drops into these chats, yet doesn't actually stay for them. Uh, Bobby is one of my bootcamp clients from the US. Great to have you, B. Great to see you dropping in. Um, uh, we, we worked together in New York last year. It was an amazing time. Uh, Kakashi then comes in saying, it would be incongruent of him to want monogamy with this girl, but also thinking about an open relationship. He needs to pick one and be congruent with what he wants. Ski then comes in saying, yes, please address the lockdown. We'll get that in open Q&A, Ski. Uh, Johnny Nguyen saying, I agree, Akakashi, because his 50 is not all on the same page. King Louis the Strongheart, I wonder if that's King Louis the Fourth. That's his usual username. This could be a different King Louis, though. Comes in saying, in my long-term relationships, I've never very much felt the need to plan out my relationship so early on. Usually, it feels like a more natural transition to an in- to an important relationship, hectic, with a very interesting emoji indicating just a little bit. Hectic, just a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, so anyways, basically the sentiment there is that uh, he usually allows it to essentially organically plan itself out. More natural transition to important relationship. Okay, so... Who is most money? T. T gets a gold medal on that. When T said, can't plan a serious future together whilst also adhering to the T's and C's of the couch relationship. Very good. So, uh, G, because I can't fully whip you. I can't fully lash you because I don't know why you want, number one, to get into the open and free relationship. And I also don't know what you define a monogamous relationship to be because usually I would not touch this nuance. Usually, I, we would just go, and we will, but I need to say this because he's operating on a slightly different wavelength of mental capacity. If you guys heard his message, the way that he's talking about guiding other men and women and that him and this woman are both in that same mindset, that they've taken a slightly different position in life, that the idea of sexual intimacy going beyond the physical, many different ideas that have given me an illumination and what's so beautiful about his message. Also... Also, just to just to really hammer that point in, when he said, throughout our time together, we both had mystical experiences of union without drugs or anything, seeing only myself and her and vice versa. Gave her the gift of a full body orgasm and probably the most intimate and diverse sexual experiences she's ever had. Anyways, it felt like two souls merging together after a long separation, as he goes on to say. So when you take those things in mind, that's why I'm dropping this nuance of that his idea of a monogamous monogamous relationship, aka we're just going to be together as one, might actually be more aligned to my idea of a monogamous relationship in which that it's more of a hybrid. He might have ideas of hybrid monogamy in which that there is a core unit together, but there are allowances, allocations for sexual experience and sexual learning outside of the core unit, but always returning back to the core unit. Uh, that's more aligned with my idea of how I would like for myself personally, how monogamy to flow when I find that next girl and see that next girl in the sun shining within her. That's how I would run it. So I'm not going to put that past him is what I'm trying to say here. 
I'm not going to put it past this guy to not be necessarily thinking about monogamy as your typical white picket fence, uh, two cavoodles and send the, ki- send the kids off to private school type idea of monogamy. I'm not going to necessarily just box him into that, although this podcast will not go anywhere if I don't take that. So I'm saying that so that he knows that I see you, G, I see you, I understand you, and that it's very likely you might be operating on that level already. You might not be. You might not be. You might still be in the place of the average guy that only sees monogamy as one type of view. And so we'll address that. And that's how this podcast will follow. I just wanted you to know as you're listening to this, because I know you're not here in the live chat, that I'm definitely taking your your spiritual exploration into account. So I've said it once. Now we will put that to bed. And now we will shift this podcast to not necessarily addressing G himself, but addressing type X. Type X that would be saying these things, such as, which T hit the nail on the head, you cannot plan a serious future together whilst also adhering to the T's and C's of casual relationship. T's, uh, I just like the way that he phrased that and the way that he put that together because that is, in fact, the contradiction, which is that if you met an absolute diamond in the sky, if you met a girl that is absolutely blowing your mind and you're seeing the spiritual union come together, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to understand yourself and her. And I asked these questions at the beginning of the podcast, which I now am going to reiterate for you now that the context is here. Because now those questions mean a lot more. Those questions mean a lot more. You have ideas of planning a future together, yet also telling me that you want to know how to be in an open, free, conscious relationship. Part one, not fair on her. Let's take her into account here. We spent a lot of time on you. We will come back to you. Not fair on her. As high level as she may be, as conscious as she must be, uh, to have the experiences that she's had with you and that you two have had together, she is still, in fact, the feminine, which means she is still relying on you to maintain, erect a strong foundation, a strong frame to guide her along this river. <clears throat> While you may be two boats uh, put up alongside each other going down this river, if at any stage you decide that, okay, we need to get into the same boat together, you're going to take on water. If at any stage you lack direction in which you're going in this river, you're going to get lost. So make no mistake that this is one thing I will just uh, just popping up organically here that when you've got a girl that is very spiritually minded or very aware of herself, what does that mean, spiritually minded? Very aware of herself, very conscious. Uh, one woman that comes to mind, uh, Juliet Lever, the partner of Paul Lissio that I had on, I had them both on my podcast, the Eternal Energy podcast. If you just listen to how they talk about their relationship together, it's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Monogamy done very well. Monogamy done very well. I would highly recommend going and checking that out if you haven't yet. Just to hear me, I'd really dive into the nuts and bolts of their relationship because they're both leaders. They're both operating on very high levels. And actually, G, if you're listening to this, just for a pause, you actually, you and your girl should go and watch that podcast together and look at how Paul and Julia operate and talk to each other and uh, talk about the death of each other and talk about um, how they learn from each other, etc. That'd be very interesting for you. Anyways, continuing on. Just because you've got a woman who is very aware and very conscious, that doesn't mean that you get to slide on your masculine role. You know, the stronger the feminine role can sometimes lead... Uh, feminine role. 
the stronger the feminine power can sometimes lead some guys into relaxing and chilling on their duties. So if you're in this position right here, we cannot simultaneously have you in one direction going left and then then changing your mind and going right. It's not fair on her. As conscious and aware she is, it's still not fair on her. So you need to make a decision and we'll get straight tactics here in which that, well, is she the diamond in the sky? Is she the blue moon? Is she just a diamond in the sky, but not the blue moon? <coughs> Gee, if you're not understanding what that means, because you haven't watched last week's podcast, go back to last week's podcast in the social Q&A YouTube version timestamps. There is a timestamp mark that says super chat. It's like towards the bottom super chat. It's like two hours something. T's question about casual relationships, pre-intimacy, blue moon discussion. Go and listen to that if you don't know what I'm talking about here. Might hurt your head a little. Hopefully, it actually, but maybe it won't actually, based on where I think you are. Maybe it won't hurt your head at all. But anyways, all I'm saying there is that there's a very much difference between being of a woman that blows your mind and then being of a woman that is your mind. And based on the, the differentiation between those two, in the complete contrast and opposite of last week's uh, Chuang Tzu story, of dreaming of being the butterfly or being a butterfly dreaming of being you, one thing flowing into another. This is actually in contrast to that because there is a separation here. In that analogy, there is no separation. Uh, the difference is irrelevant whether you are dreaming of being a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming of being a you. There is no, and the point of that story is that one thing flows into another. There's no differentiation. But in this situation, having a woman that is just the highest level woman in your life that you've ever met to this stage, you're absolutely ten diamond in the sky, versus, and there's a conjunction there between now, and I said before, and she blows your mind, versus all of that again, but the separation being that best woman in my life, never met this woman, this connection between us, unreal, the amount we're learning together. However, she doesn't blow my mind. She is my mind. And with that, will help you to guide you between this, hey, should I be in this monogamous relationship or should I be in this open and free? Really, the separation there, uh, you could go both. There are definitely reasons. There are definitely ways to argue for both. However, in my mind, if it is the latter and not the former, if it is she is my mind and not that she just blew my mind, if she is my mind, then the swinging towards locked, closed down, monogamous, let's create a core unit together. However, you want to allow for sexual experience and sexual exploration outside of the core unit, that's going to be on you. And if you guys want to know more about that, you can definitely drop a question. I know I'm breezing over that. I really just kind of dusted off, kind of just showed you the present under the tree. I definitely have not unwrapped that. So if you would like to know about sexual exploration outside of a core unit and that type of monogamy, that's a very different type of monogamy compared to just straight monogamy, which would be just core unit and that's it. No exploration outside of the core unit. That's it. Anyways, as I was saying, that seems like maybe a better decision for you, if she is in fact you now, blowing your not just blowing your mind, but becoming one mind and hopefully uh, eliminating all mind. And if that comes together for you, then maybe that might swing you towards that. Okay, put that to the side. If it's not that, and you're saying, okay, maybe she's not that type of girl, and based on where we are in our lives, and these are the questions I wanted to ask you guys before. For this guy, these are questions that need to be asked. These are questions that need to be asked is that what development is there for me to be had? had to be for me and had to be for her. What does she need to learn about herself? What do I need to learn about myself? What if she dies tomorrow? 
What if I die tomorrow? Eh. What if we have kids together and she dies? Eh, what does that mean? What if we had kids together and I die? What does that mean? What does it mean if we live together? What if it means if we live together and then all of a sudden she has to go away? And now that we can't be together, what does this mean? How do I feel about that? What does it mean if that very pertinently, and this is probably the one that's the most tactical for him in this moment, those questions are very long play, but still very relevant. But the one that's very relevant short play, relevant to right now for him is this. Dial in for this. Let's say you decide whether it's open and free. Actually, no, not open and free. Let's say it is, okay, going to be monogamous, but not hybrid monogamous, but just straight monogamous. And when I say hybrid, I'm talking about that core unit exploration. When I'm talking about just straight monogamy, just us two, we're going to bring this together. It's just going to be us two together. I need you to ask yourself a question. What if the day you make that decision, you call her up and you, you guys meet up and she agrees to it. She's fucking loving it. It's amazing. It's like, yes, we're going to be together and we're going to form this absolute team together. Boats come together, but we're going to be conscious. We're going to be growing about it. It's going to be amazing. But then one week later, she meets someone else that she feels more aligned to, that she feels like serves her better, serves her purpose better, allows her to serve him better, just decides that actually what we have together isn't what I thought it was, or even if it was what I thought it was, it, I have to be honest with you because you know me. And remember, G, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because she's as, if she's as conscious as you're describing, then she would bring this up. A lot of girls would sweep this under the rug and just say, hey, hey, listen, I think I made a mistake with a relationship and maybe it's just not the right time for me. You know, that's how a lot of girls would sweep it under the rug. But if she's the type of high-level woman that you're talking about there, she most likely will tell you straight to your face if it is the case that actually, you know what, G? I met someone else. And I know we, like, we've only just kicked this thing off, but I can't lie to you. I can't lie. I can't lie because it would be disservicing to you and to me and distrustful and I want you to have the best as well but we can't be together now because there's someone else that I met. So essentially what I'm paying here is that you guys get together and what happens to your journey if she leaves you within a week? What does that mean? What does that mean for you? Guys in the chat, here's the next class question. Of all the scenarios I just painted, of all the scenarios I just painted for him, long play and short play, what if, what development does he have left to do? What development does she have left to do? What if she dies tomorrow? What if you die tomorrow? What if you guys get into a long-term monogamous relationship and you have kids, but then all of a sudden she dies and then, or maybe that you die and leave her with the kids. What about, that's long play, but what about in the short play that you guys get together, things are going great, but within the first week, she meets someone else who she decides is going to be a better fit for her and so he leaves him, leaves you. With all these questions in mind, second class question right here. What do you think based on this situation, is the best decision. When we consider open and free, closed and locked. Open and free, casual relationship, well relationship, closed and locked, monogamy. I want you to put yourself into the position of having answered those questions for yourself. Don't think about G when you ask ask those ask those uh, questions because I'm asking those questions to G, but his context is so specific and there's so many question marks around him. Uh, Skies just dropped in the chat. Open and free. Open and free means casual. Open and free casual relationship. 
open relationship. Open and free. Uh, or maybe you're saying open and free of a question mark is in that's your answer. Anyways, again, I think that's what you mean. But anyways, going on to say, I want you to consider this from your point of view, from the, li- the live class viewers, because that's actually more important. Normally, I don't do this. Normally, I say, please take it from his mindset, but his mindset or from his story context, but his story and context has too many question marks, not enough scaffolding. So we need to take someone. We need to take someone. I think in this scenario, we can say who is relatively socially developed. I'm going to say consciously competent. Let's say take someone consciously competent, which means on the clock face of social dynamics between 12 to 12, he is somewhere between six to nine. You know, in that quarter of which that, I don't know if he's unconsciously competent. Yeah, that's too much. That would be taking too much of a, too much of a jump like without me having further context. But I think it's pretty safe to say based on his message that he's most likely consciously competent, which means that there's still work to do, still some work to do but he's in a good place socially. So if you take that person in mind with this context, meeting this woman, meeting this woman, you think about all those long play questions, those short play questions that need to be answered. I just want to see what you guys, what you think would be the best decision for you. And then I'm going to start to bring this to a wrap because there's the next stage of this question in which that we talk about micro tactics of how often to uh, and the micro taxes of how often to call her, how often to text her. We can we can do take that up pretty quick, actually. But we will come back to the. We will dive much deeper into the idea of mapping out a future together because that's actually the next stage of this. We're going to address what I'm doing right now is to just get you guys learning about about what's important in life. The fundamental reason for me asking the question I just asked you guys is priorities in life, life hierarchy, life journey. Personal needs, life journey. That's what we're talking about here. So I'll give you guys a little bit of time to answer that question because you need a little bit of time to think about that. But um, I'm just going to address some of you in the chat. Hmm. Before I do though, I was supposed to mention this well ago, well ago. But for those of you that have not uh, seen yet, I released a video last Friday, a monumental video, uh, stating my intent to create a new private Facebook group known as the World Bowl. It's been five years since we had a Facebook group. You guys have not been able to connect with each other since then, and for good reason, because the group became very toxic, power struggles, inappropriate material being posted in it, had to disband it. But because of these social live Q&As, because the camaraderie being shown in it, I feel like it's a good time now to have another shot at connecting you guys together. The purpose of the group, first and foremost, is life development, life journey. Creating connections for life in which that you guys are going to be able to support each other, not only on your own journeys, but on theirs. Okay. Knowing that the journey will always be your journey. And it's really just the best of the best that I want to put together in this group. I don't want hundreds of people. I ideally don't even want more than 20 or 30 people. Uh, and so with that in mind, it's a group in which that away from the battlefields of your own lives, you come back to the gentle mountain stream to repair. It's not a place for critique and for argument and for philosophical debate and tactical dating debate, which is what we're having here. That's this place. That's not this Facebook group. This Facebook group is that, well, I'm going to tell you guys, I'll make a video about saying that, okay, this is my greatest strength in life, but this is my greatest weakness. And this is what I'm doing with both of them. And this is just what I've been thinking about. And then maybe in the next week, you're going to be talking about, this is what I fucking struggle with this week. And I went on this day with this girl and this was what happened. Or I broke up with this, this woman, or if there's a female follower and I'm dealing with this thing in my life. And actually I'm struggling with decisions in 
what I'm trying to do with my purpose, et cetera, et cetera, right? But that the type of feedback you get is one of love and peace and joy and helping to grow. That's what this Facebook group is supposed to be about because it's modeled on how I came up through the journey. That's what I had with my three other very close mates when the bowl was just our private Facebook group. That's how the bowl started. And so I want to create this again. Uh, however, the entry for membership is extremely high and I'm not going to explain what those are now because it'll take a bit of time. But if you just go to my YouTube channel, it's like literally the last video. It's right there. It just says the, the World Bowl announcement video and you can go to bowldojo.com forward slash the dash world dash bowl and you can submit your email submission there. I will process applications once a week. The first intake of new members will be happening this Friday, Australian time. Uh, successful applicants will be notified throughout this week. So it gives you time to process your video introductions. And let me say this, off the initial reception to the video, and for those of you that did email in, uh, success. Success in which that I only got the best of the best. In which that there was, I would say it was like an 85% yes rate. And I haven't emailed anyone yet. But there was only like three emails or three people that applied that I don't think are right for it. But the majority are, are good. So so that means that uh, it's already really good science for me. It's already really good science. So if you would like to be involved in a life development, life journey type group that is not about talking shit, but is about strong people becoming stronger, supporting each other on their journeys, and you think you're up for that, then go ahead. The World Bowl. We'll see if you meet the code. We'll see if you fit the code. Okay, now let's get back into this chat. And I asked you guys a question. I gave you guys time to put your answers in the chat. Let's do it. By the way, if you guys haven't dropped a thumbs up on this video, please do. Just help support the video, help support the channel. Most appreciated. Where are we up in this chat? Where are we up? Okay. King Louis the Strongheart was the we the last one we read out. So Ski would be the next guy coming in saying, but don't you say that a monotonous, I think you mean monogamous, relationship should always start as open and free anyway and you're saying that if a connection with a woman is amazing enough then it's okay to sacrifice your journey confused so what ski's getting confused on there is the difference between i believe a woman blowing your mind and a woman being your mind which is what he essentially the blue moon discussion we had last week uh and if you're still confused about that ski that's good keep working with it uh t underscore yeah, also struggling with that question at Edo Schemo. Met a great girl recently and thinking about this topic for my own context too. Ski, yeah, T something I've had to deal with before and always told myself it's better to start stay the journey. But hearing out of them these past few weeks now confuses me. Ski saying open and free. Bobby Benabig saying joined a bit late. Think I'm missing some pre-context. Yeah, he missed a lot of pre-context, B. Uh, Ski coming and saying, oh, well, monogamous then. Ski saying, okay, so Ski was saying his answer to the question of that question I posed you guys on based on these those long-term questions. There's, there's a few short-terms as well. But essentially what to do in this guy's situation if you are him and this is your scenario. He says uh, he's going with monogamous then. He then says these conversations these past few weeks have made this answer very confusing. Good. Johnny Dewan then comes in saying, if I interpret her as the woman who is your mind, then the risks are irrelevant in the sense that what comes to pass will come to pass. If he still has development and she is only a diamond, then he needs to be brutally honest with himself and her and tell her that he is not ready or not in that place in his own journey that he can answer those questions without any doubt. Case one equals single unit. Case two, open and free. 
Very succinct, Johnny. Very succinct. I, there are a lot of people in this chat that will be confused with your answer, but I 100% understand what you're saying. And you are definitely the closest. That is definitely gold medal straight up. Well done. Uh, next person, but there were some other people who dropped some chat in, in between his... That was a very long answer. But So Masaki had come in in between Johnny's answers saying, they know they've got some, something special, something Tokubetsu, in between them in the past but it doesn't necessarily solidify that a relationship between them is going to be a lifer. Hmm. Interesting point you tapped on there, which is actually a segue musky into the next part of this podcast, the concept of a lifer, the concept of a future. That's good that you tapped on that. Uh, musky then came in saying, after that, saying casual, in my opinion, as in open and free, because their social IQ is enough to communicate it into something more if that's what they're looking for. Okay. Kakashi then saying, open and free for now, but once I'm ready to take the risks involved with serious monogamy, open and free for now, but once I'm ready to take the risks involved with serious monogamy in relation to the questions you asked, I would consider it. Okay, Kakashi, it seems that you've added an interesting predication here on risks. He says, but once I'm ready to take the risks involved with serious monogamy in relation to those questions, and the questions he's referring to are, what if... What about my development? What about her development? What if she dies? What if I die? What if we have kids? She dies. What if I have kids? I die. What if she moves on to another partner very quickly? Those are the questions I asked before that he's talking about. And he goes, once he's ready to take those risks, he would consider serious monogamy. So my question for you, Kakashi, to help you learn in this session is... When will you be ready? Sorry, sorry that took a while to come out. I saw T drop a chat, which distracted my mind. That was going to come out immediately. But Kakashi, when will you be ready? That's the question for you. The other boys in the chat are debating what, what they don't understand why you're saying there are risks, why those questions are risks. However, the more important question for me, for you, is when will you be ready? Please drop in the chat when you will be ready. Okay, so there's been some very interesting uh, responses to this question, to this question of of what is best. And uh, we need to separate between G himself and between just a guy who's kind of consciously competent and has found himself in the situation. So, which is what you guys have been answering upon anyway. So when we look at this right here, the responses, you've got a couple guys that are a bit confused because they're not quite understanding the difference between a woman that blows your mind and a woman that is your mind. That's okay. That's not something that we're going to discuss right now because we spent two hours on it last week. However, if that is confusing for them, that is good. That is where that's a, there is a reason why they should be confused and why that, that should not make sense because it means they're at a certain level of development and have not yet had a certain realization about what that truly means. And that's okay. That's fine. That's some people. Then there are also some people in this chat that, well, there's one person that was able to bring a nice macro level view of what to do based on case one, case two scenario, aka Johnny, as in, is he fully developed, ready to go into it? Is he not fully developed, not ready to go into it? That's an interesting uh, take on it and probably one that sounds quite sound to me, potentially. And then you've also got Kakashi who came in throwing in something interesting about ready to take risks. And definitely there are questions around what the risks, why you would perceive them as risks, 
But more so in my question to you, Kakashi, and I'm waiting for you to drop this in, is when you feel you would be ready. At what stage do you feel you are ready? That would actually take this podcast in a very interesting direction. So please answer that for me. But when you take all those in, and we now just put those aside, we put that summary there together. Okay. In a situation where you've got a woman that you consider to be a blue moon, once in a lifetime, absolutely amazing. You just never experienced anything like this with her before. It is unnecessary to go into an open and free relationship with her. And remember, remember, we are taking this as the average guy. I'm not going to be making the nuances of uh, core units with sexual exploration beyond them. We're talking about straight monogamy, straight open and free relationships. But if we are talking about the situation and we are taking this guy's word on that, she really is the blue moon. That it really is something more than that she's just blowing my mind, but I feel that I am her mind and that she is mine. Well, then open and free then becomes unnecessary and irrelevant. Okay, there is an interesting scenario happening here in which that you guys are throwing a nice curveball of travel and distance in which that you aren't living in the same location and that are in a stage of life right now in your early 20s in which that you're looking to lead others. Looking to lead others, not living in the same locations. However, have seen something within each other that takes you to a different level of human experience not yet seen before. This actually is a beautiful tag on, you know, a lot of you guys are asking, could we do a whole podcast on the last two hours of last week's podcast? And I said, probably not necessary, but if you guys would like some follow-up feedback on it, I'm happy to do that. What's quite amazing is that we received the perfect context to follow on from last week. If we are taking this guy's word at it, and and I am, I give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, because obviously I don't know this, I don't know them, but if she really is, and they really do have the connection that he speaks of, uh, monogamy and a close and locked relationship uh, straight at the bat, uh, sorry, not the other way around, open and free relationship straight at the bat is completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary if the connection that he's describing is true. Split. Made the split. If it is that, the connection between the two is something of what he's described. However, it does not make the differentiation and the jump to which that this is a blue moon event. But actually, no, this is a regular moon event. It's just that it's one of the highest level regular moon events I've ever seen. Then open and free is privy. Then a monogamous relationship right off the bat is not. It would be the regular, as I would say, ROG, rules of engagement, in which that, and remember, they've already had intimacy. We're not talking about the the micros of pre-intimacy, post-intimacy. They've already been intimate. But it's their intimacy that allows us to make this differentiation because there's something quite amazing that they described in that. A union of, unions of souls merging together in which that, I say, uh, coming together after a long separation as if. So that's now putting that all to the side and putting this right down to real core tactics for this guy. That's the question that he needs to ask for himself. Is that, is this a true blue moon event? And uh, we haven't gone too much into, I've given you enough though. I've given you enough in this discussion to ask to, all you need to ask yourself, does she blow my mind? Or is she my mind? Within your answer to that question, we'll allow you to decide open and free or closed and closed and locked monogamous relationship. If, however, you are underdeveloped, which is something, a context I threw in before. If, however, 
you are underdeveloped. That does throw a spanner in the works. If it is a blue moon event and you are underdeveloped, then that changes the situation altogether, which is why I had to take the scaffolding of, I believe you are consciously competent, which, so I didn't have to throw that nuance in. But for my absolute beginners out there, let me throw the spotlight on you for a second. For my absolute beginners out there, if you are underdeveloped, but then come across a blue moon situation, ha, here's a very good question for you in the chat. To what degree do you guys believe an absolute beginner can differentiate between a regular moon and a blue moon? To what efficacy and accuracy does an absolute beginner of social dynamics have to differentiate between a regular moon and a blue moon? That is a very good question. Because that was the question, the question, that question has spurred off the idea of, what if I am underdeveloped, but she is a blue moon? Well, hang on a second. How do you know she's a blue moon? If you are underdeveloped. So please, people in the chat, to what accuracy and efficacy could one make and could one trust one's ability to discern that this woman is in fact not just any old woman or amazing kid, I mean, any old woman puts it in the wrong light, an amazing woman, but still an amazing woman, differentiating between not just an amazing woman, but I am her and she is me. If you are underdeveloped in social dynamics to any degree, Anything less, anything less than a high level conscious competence, which means you're borderline unconsciously competent. To what efficacy and accuracy could you differentiate that? That's a very good question. Let me get in the chat here with you guys now. See, so, so I'm giving, I'm now switching the conversation from G to you guys and to the, the rest of the wide world now. Because G, I've, I've settled you now. You know your work to do now. You know what you need to do. You know what question you need to ask yourself. You need to... Uh, come to the, the understanding of regular moon versus blue moon, which I think you will be able to discern. But now I want to help the rest of the guys and the rest of the girls out there to understand for themselves based on any level of development as to the differentiation between regular moon and blue moon. So let me get back up in this chat. Uh, where are we at? So I'd asked Kakashi, picking up from uh, last week on Dragon Ball Z, I had asked uh, Kakashi... Uh, what when he felt he would be ready to take said risks. I'm not sure if he's responded yet, but we'll see. T then came in saying, I don't understand the idea of risks. Like a partner dying. If she dies, she dies. That's life. That doesn't seem like a risk to me. Just what happens in life. That's based on you two. That's based on you. But what if you're someone that is getting into a conscious, sorry, not conscious. What if you're someone who's getting into a monogamous relationship for less than unattached reasons, then the idea of a partner dying becomes a big issue. Then the idea of having children becomes a big issue. Then the idea of her meeting someone the next day and dropping you like a sack of potatoes becomes a very big issue. Right? Because remember when I asked that, we weren't talking about G then. Right? We're talking about an average guy. You might be taking into account G's high-minded nature, high-conscious nature. That's not everyone. And so if you have... Uh, and it's very interesting, T, that you actually put that response. That's not something I would actually expect you to say. That sounds very counter, T, actually. That doesn't seem like your normal philosophy towards life. I'm not saying you're wrong or right. There is no wrong or right. All I'm saying is that uh, 
from the perspective you're taking, when you say you don't understand risks in life uh, or the risks of a partner dying, that's a huge risk for someone who has their ego attached to that partner. Massive risk. It's not just that she dies, she dies. She does die and she does die. But whether your ego perceives it that way is a whole different issue. Uh, Skid then comes on saying they don't see my risks. It's a part of life. Similar mind there. And yeah, if you're from coming from that perspective, you might not see them as risks. I don't see them as risks, but I can definitely see other people seeing them as risks. Jordan Nguyen then comes and saying, oh, no, he didn't say anything. Ski then comes and saying, ha ha, we're in the same wavelength. Yeah, TK, we go, oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan Nguyen coming in saying, at T, yes, also, and at Ski Mo, yes, but think of the context we're discussing. Sorry, guys, I'm just getting trivia chat. Okay, Kakashi has finally come in addressing this risk thing, saying, I'll be ready when I've learned enough about myself with many different women in open relationships to know when a woman is my mind and that I can confidently decide that I want monogamy with her. There's a lot to unpack in that. Okay. I'll be ready when I've learned enough about myself with many different women in open relationships to know... To know when a woman is my mind and that I can confidently decide that I want monogamy with her. See, Kakashi, you almost drop a red flag at the beginning of your sentence there, but you counter back. You counter back. When he said that I'll be ready when I've learned enough, the first question comes to mind is, well, when's enough? Because that was the initial question. But then he goes on to say that his criteria for having learned enough about himself is that when he can differentiate between regular moon, blue moon, aka when a woman is not just blowing my mind, but is my mind. So if we take that in context with what he said before, he just, he decided open and free for now. But once I'm ready to take the risks involved with serious monogamy in relation to all those things we talked about before, the death and the children, then he would consider the serious monogamy. With his further context adding on, and I will be ready to make that decision when I have learned enough about myself with many other different women in open relationships to know when a woman is not just blowing my mind. He didn't write that, but I'm giving that for you guys. But to say that a woman is my mind is what he said. I like that, Kagashi. I do like that. I do like that because if you had cut off half of your paragraph there, I would be lashing you right now, be whipping you. But the fact that you added that last bit and that last bit. So now there's only one red flag in what you said. There's only one red flag, which is that why you perceive. So let me say this, Kakashi, talking to you one-on-one right here. I'm giving you an absolute gold medal for being able to answer when you'll be ready. There is essentially only one answer to that, to that question. And you fucking nailed it, right? There's only one acceptable question uh, to when I am ready. And because you could have... The average guy or the guy maybe that's a little bit lost may have said, oh, maybe when I've had three relationships or maybe when I've fallen in love or maybe when I've had a marriage or, you know, they would try to give me some form of external manifestation to deem their readiness, which of course will never be enough. That is a cup that will never be filled. A cup with no bottom. However, there is one cup with a bottom and it is with an internal realization, which is what you hit. When you said... Learned enough about myself 
with many different women in open relationships. But the key point to know when a woman is my mind and not just blowing my mind, it is within to know when my woman is mine that you manage to give me a cup that has a bottom and that can be filled. So that makes me very happy. I'm very joyous. That's beautiful. Well done. There's a little bit of, there's some good light there. It's a very good light. Okay. So there's only one red flag remaining. There's only one red flag remaining in your response, which is risks. So T and Ski absolutely destroyed you for saying that these aren't risks, that a partner dying is just a partner dying, that that's not a reason why you should consider not going into a relationship. Essentially what those two are trying to say to you is that, well, you shouldn't not get into a uh, monogamous relationship just because you're worried about her dying or just because you're worried about her leaving you, like those are just natural facts of life. One's going to happen before the other, if not simultaneously. So, so they are correct. Mm, sorry if I picked the mic there. So they are correct in the sense that that is what happens in life, that partners do die. Either they will die first or you will die first or one of you leaves, separates. Or you both leave on a mutual separation. Essentially, someone's going to die first or you're going to break up. So they are correct in that that isn't, that's nothing to be risked about. There's no risk about that. Unless you have a deep attachment to that partner. Unless you have invested a certain perception of life in that partner. And that maybe if you guys were watching the Eternal Energy Channel this week, how we dealt with this situation perfectly, intensely in which that I received an email from a follower of this channel, but I decided to make the video and post it on the Eternal Energy channel of how to deal with the shame and guilt of a breakup. And just to shortcut that story, it's a very long story, but essentially a guy in his young 20s, I believe, uh, met, a, met a beautiful girl, younger than him. She was a bit childish, a bit immature at first, but he, decided, he saw something within her, decided to work with her. They formed a relationship. They were together for two years. By the end of two years... They were fighting too much. Uh, she felt that he wasn't able to see her for her and that the fighting just became too much for her and she, in his mind, broke up with him out of nowhere. Uh, basically, no notice after two years. Just 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 broke up with him and he can't sleep, can't eat, can't look people in the eyes, can't go to work, lost a whole bunch of weight, etc. So I addressed that in a 30-minute powerful video on Eternal Energy this, this past week gone by. If you want to know more about that, However, deep attachment to self was at the root of that. So for T and Ski, who are looking at things as very much uh, objectivists, as matter-of-factists, it's all well and good. It's all well and good until you uh, bring in the idea of attachment and bring in the idea of that I operate on a certain software that takes into account this person being here and this person stimulating me in this way, validating me in this this way, giving me feedback in this way and that I'm able to bounce that feedback off many different angles of mirrors to this is how my family then perceive me, my friends then perceive me, my work then perceives me. When you get into a very uh, deep, attach- deep attachment through relationships, it's no longer just a matter of your relationship between you and that person. It is now how do I interact with all of life itself? Relationship you is very different to non-relationship you, right? The way that you live life when you have a child or you have a... Uh, a serious romantic relationship, partner, 
especially for matters of years, the way that you operate in life is very different than when you don't and if you don't have. So, so Kakashi, the work for you to do is to understand why do I believe those things to be risks and that just uncover them, play with them, destroy them, right? burn them down, burn them down. I move past that. I just, I wanted to give you a little extra love there because you dropped something beautiful. Uh, you gave me the only correct answer to when you will be ready, which is very rare, very rare to see someone get that. I've got many clients that I've worked with that always tell me that I'll do it, that, that, you know, just when I'm ready, when I'm, you know, you know, when I'm ready, I'm like, when will you be ready? And they can never answer the question. They can never answer when they'll be ready. So well done, well done. Uh, okay, let's move on here. We got quite deep on that. Let's keep moving. So, scared then come in saying, by the way, guys, I just want to, uh, no, that's good. I was just checking my Instagram just then just to see if he had responded. Uh, that'd be interesting if he does during the session. So, scared come on saying, where he is on his journey surely plays a part. If I were to meet someone amazing, I feel like you'd tell me not to sacrifice the journey. So does that mean, ah, and therein lies, hold on, let me finish what Ski says. So then Ski goes on to say, so does that mean if I told you that I feel a belong, incomprehensible connection to her, that you'd say it's okay to go monogamous? So Ski, I'll, answer, I'll address you a little bit deeper here which is that the red flag in your thinking is the idea of when you said to sacrifice the journey. So it appears that you have a perception that in order to get into a monogamous relationship, it goes hand in hand with sacrificing the journey. Therein lies your issue, that you believe that a monogamous close and lock relationship is the sacrificing of the journey. It entirely depends on what journey you're on. For some people, and remember that's what I said last week as well, for some people that is the complete opposite of sacrificing the journey and actually a continuation of the journey and that their journey, that is the next logical step on their journey. That is the next way up. That is the next way down or way down depending on where they are. But when you say that if I were to meet someone amazing, I feel like you'd tell me not to sacrifice the journey, it would totally depend on where you are in the journey. Or 100% depend on when you are in the journey. So then when you go on to say, does it mean if I told you I felt a belonging, incomprehensible connection to her, that you'd say it's okay to go monogamous? Not necessarily. I would ask you a whole host of questions. I would, I would dive deep into why you have discerned her to be a belonging, incomprehensible connection. And then we would find the truth behind that. Because that goes back to the question of what I started off this thread with, which is to what accuracy and efficacy could a beginner of social dynamics discern a regular moon from a blue moon? So, Ski, you're, uh, you're thinking too many moves ahead. Uh, I think you're trying to reach a little too hard. See, with your questions right there, everything that says right there is that you're reaching out rather than acknowledging where you are on your journey. Because where you are on your journey is not where this guy's at, which is why we're having this conversation. Okay? And T then goes on to say, feeling the same questions. So T, all of that advice that I just gave to Ski is now applicable to you. 
Skid then goes on to saying he has no accuracy. Hmm, interesting. Bobby Bennett, Bobby comes up with a uh, response to the class Q saying, I feel this raises the question of should he be taking this fruit and leaving the mountain and forsaking the journey before having fully climbed the mountain? I'm not sure I could tell for myself that someone is, in quotes, my mind. I know I'm personally still learning and have leagues to go. Very good, Bobby. Very good. So your confusion and your sentiment, I should say, is of the same nature as skis, almost identical, in which that you've married the idea of a of a monogamous, locked relationship as being forsaking the journey, leaving the journey. So let me ask you guys a question who have that mindset. Did I forsake my journey all those years ago with that girl when I asked her pre-sexual intimacy to get into a casual open free relationship, which then led into a monogamous relationship within about two weeks, two, three weeks later. Was that a forsaking of the journey? Because essentially that's what you guys are saying. Yet if you know how the story went, uh, I grew leagues beyond that person that I was on that night when I asked her. I was able to become a coach because of that. We traveled the world together. I uh, created a relationship for two years after that. I'm absolutely... I, she. When you guys hear me talk, you hear her talk. Did I forsake my journey? Or was that a continuation of the journey based on where I was? This is something that, and I know there's a couple of you nodding right now. There's a couple of you nodding because you're seeing the limitations of where someone who is at in their stage of journey can't conceive of what we're talking about here, which is exactly what we were talking about last week. If you haven't learnt to discern between she's blowing my mind and she is my mind, then you will naturally say what Bobby, T and Ski have said, which is that it's a forsaking of the journey to then go and get into a uh, monogamous relationship. But if you have learned that differentiation, and this would be very good for you, G, who's listening to his podcast to consider, if you really have made that differentiation, then you will be able to see how it is no forsaking of the journey, complete opposite, continuation, engorging, growth of the journey, continuation, continuation, the journey continues. So, so that's something for you guys to jump on there. Ski then comes in saying, yeah, that's it, Bobby. <laughs> Kakashi coming in saying, I don't think a beginner will be able to differentiate. Very good, Kakashi. T says, can't do it if you're underdeveloped. Too thirsty, lol. True. Ski comes in saying, feel like you'd have to be the full clock face to make these decisions. Good ski. Good. At least coming on conscious competence, dipping in. But good ski. That's what Ski's just said there is literally a, a nice commentary on what I've just said. Uh, Bobby then comes in saying, I know I personally, I, I know personally, I can't truly see that difference yet on my own with where I'm at. Good be. And that's all you need, B, by the way. Because B, I'm not sure if you listened to the entire session last week. I'm not sure. You definitely weren't in the live chat last week, but you might have watched it in post. But do you remember something at the end of last week's session? And it's in the timestamps. I put it specifically. It's called this. The journey to getting there is getting there. What you said right there is, I know I, when B said, I know I personally, I can't truly see that difference yet on my own with where I'm at. And the end of that sentence should be, 
and so I will learn. It shouldn't, the end of that sentence should not be, so why don't I, why can't I understand that? Why is it that I can't understand at my current limitation, current level? Why, why can't you explain to me why I can't understand? Reaching, reaching, reaching out, reaching out. All right? Am I not enough? Am I not enough to understand this lesson? Is there something lacking with me intrinsically? I'm reaching in, reaching in. The end of that sentence of I know personally, I can't truly see that difference between, in brackets, between regular moon, full moon, she's blowing my mind, she is my mind, in bracket. I can't see that difference yet on my own with where I'm at. The end of that sentence should be a balance of, and so I will learn. Knowing, not knowing. Balanced. Knowing, not knowing. Present. When you meet a plateau in passe, when you meet a limitation on your ability to understand a concept, your reaction should not be reaching out or reaching in. Balanced. And aka, I will learn. Let me give you guys an example. There was once a time in life where instant days didn't exist. Now, that's ridiculous when you hear me say that because it's literally a part of my system now. It's literally a well-tuned mechanic within my machine that I teach uh, all clients and I operate on my own. But for those of you that don't know, there was once a time where that concept didn't exist. The way that I teach progression through instant dates is never, has never been taught by anyone else. Why? Because I had to make it up myself. I looked, I've seen how other people teach it. I don't agree with it. I don't like the way other people do it. It never worked for me. It just didn't work for me. I had to find my own way through it. But there was once a time in which that I would be there with a woman in the mall. I might have been 19 years old. Might have been 17 to 19 years old. Standing in front of an absolutely beautiful woman. Super direct. Opened her fantastic. Context. Intent. Bang. Just saw you. Thought you looked beautiful. Had to say hey. All right. Excellent. Dived into qualification. Lighten her up. Set in the masculine frame. Creating some charge. I see this about you. I feel this about you. I'm thinking this about you. She responds. She clicks back. Fire has been lit. Polarity has been set. Drop it down to investment. Okay. So, hey, listen. We've been here. This has been in the way. Let's move to the side here for a sec. We're on the side of the mall. All right. So, what is it that you actually do? You know? Tell me some real shit. She tells me about her life. Create the thread. Give her the thread. Let her run with it. Oh, I do this, I do that, da, 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 da. I shut the hell up, 80-20 flips. Previously, it was 80 me, 20 her, flips now, 20 me, 80 her. Investment, cool it down, chill, creates a real connection, gets beyond this idea of two random strangers. No, now it's just Adam, now it's just Jane. All right, investment, fantastic. Close. Uh, uh, what happens now? What happens now? Wait, wait so wait. Well, I guess, I guess we, we just... I guess I'm supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, I guess I should get a number, right? Get a number. But we're having such a great time now. We're having such a great time now. Why would, ah, yeah, but, 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 but conceptually, the program of instant dates is not installed. So the questions now are those questions, but back then those questions don't appear. Back then it's just, okay, so let me get your number. Let me get your number. Let's, let's meet up another time. I'll get your number. 
right? Even though she has time, I have time, we could create something beautiful right here. That doesn't even, not even conceptually conceived of yet. There was a time where instant dates were not even a potential conception. Now, if you rewind back to that time and future Adam could come in and say, pause, wait, 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 wait. He sees me right there in the interaction with the girl. Go and say, okay, so let's exchange details. I would literally, literally, future Adam could walk in and say, excuse me, excuse me, this is very random, but I just need to take his guard aside for a second. Could you just hang on one? Pulls me to the side and goes, now what the fuck are you doing? I know what the fuck are you doing. You have time, yes? Yeah, I've got all day. Does she appear to be going anywhere? Well, uh, I don't, don't really know. Well, what does her body tell you? Ah, oh, she's cross legs and we're in on the wall here. So does she look like she's going anywhere fast? No, nah, I guess not. All right. Are you guys feeling the vibe together? Yeah. Are you in investment already? Yeah. Yeah. Well then, would it not make sense to progress the continuation of your connection together by maybe going for a quick walk or going for a bit of a tea or a bit of a coffee or maybe going down to the park or maybe just sitting on the bench or taking two steps to the left? Anything that would deepen this bubble. What? Why would I do that? Why do I do that? Wait, isn't that, but I'm supposed to go on the date, right? It's supposed to, isn't about the date. Like, I'm, I can't, I can't kiss her today. I'm, we're not gonna, we're not, gonna, we're probably not gonna go to go back to my place today or go to her place today. Like, what? That can't happen. That can't happen. Wait, she wouldn't even agree to that, bro, bro, bro. I know you from the future, but she wouldn't even agree to that. We just met. We just met on the street. I can't just say to her, "Hey, let's let's go for a, let's go for a tea or a coffee." She's got her own things to do. She's got her own day. Like that's listen, you're basically fucking you're trying to fuck me over. I appreciate your advice, but I won't even be able to get her number if I try and do that because she's probably just gonna go, ah, sorry, enough man, walk off. So thank you, but no thank you. I'm gonna go back to what I was doing. The limitations of his current level of development. If he has not seen the power of an instant date, if he has not realized what an instant date does for him and for her, and there is no conceptual possibility of what that means for him, then his only natural reaction is to reach out or reach in. What he was doing just then was both, actually. I give you both examples of reaching out, of an external manifestation of what that looked like. Won't get the number, won't get the number. Internal, internal reali- uh, reaching in of that, but hey, she, she won't like me, you know, et cetera. This, it can go back forward, back ways. But it's his only natural reaction that this doesn't make sense and that because it doesn't make sense to me, I'm going to either reach out or I'm going to reach in instead of being balanced. Now, can we rerun that scenario, please? Rerun that scenario, please, in the way that I said before. Present, balanced, when you are met with a level impasse plateau of your current level of development. Future Adam comes in, takes you to the side, and okay, listen, man, I know you don't know about this, but there is this way of progressing the sexual progression that would actually be so much more beneficial for you and her and would actually lead to an 80 to 90% reduction in flake rate relating to him at that time, in which that she was most likely far more likely to respond and actually want to go out on a date with you. If you were to just deepen the connection just a little bit by just, hey, go for a quick tea, go for a quick coffee. We call, I call this an instant date, but don't even think about that. Just just say, hey, listen, I've got a couple minutes. I know you've got a couple minutes. Let's just go for a quick walk. Let's go for a quick tea, go for a coffee. Hey, there's a bench over there. Let's just go over there for a second. All right, let's go, right? Don't ask the question, just assume it. It might sound like a question, but you assume it. Now, just 
I know, I know this, I know you've never considered this before. I know this makes no sense to you at all. But just try it. Instead of reaching out and reaching in, if he just said to me, and I will learn. Excuse me, Jan. Sorry, I was that was just my mate. He had to uh, he had to you know tell me something. I think I left my keys back at the, in the car. So, anyways, I know this is really kind of random, but I've got like a couple minutes. Did you have a couple minutes? Maybe go for a quick walk just down the mall. Oh yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. Let's ah oh, okay, okay yeah. Let's go. Let's go. And I will learn. And I will learn. To all of you that are struggling with the concept between regular moon and blue moon, I want you to be the third example. If things don't make sense right now for you, don't reach out. Don't reach in. Stay balanced. And I will learn. If at any point in your journey, something just does not make sense, you can't get past that sticking point for whatever the reason is. The harder you fight against it, the least likely you are to overcome it and to realize beyond it, okay? It's, it's, I could give you examples all day. It's like the perfect example is the, the actual pinnacle moment of sexual intimacy. The more you try to get uh, sexually intimate with a woman, the more you try to pump yourself up and to become this dominating, domineering, alpha masculine in the bedroom, the least you will, right? Because you're fighting. There's so much resistance. How could you ever learn something if you have so much resistance? You need to take on a very liquid state with your mind when it comes to social dynamics and learning in general. That how hard is it to move a block of ice? Right? How hard is it to move through a block of ice? If I put a 10 by 10, cube, 10, by 10 cubic square meter of ice in front of you and I said, walk through it, how hard is it to walk through? Whereas if I just gave you a 10 by 10 cubic square of liquid water, how hard is it then to move through it? The more resistance you create to a certain uh, situation, I said before, the pinnacle of sexual intimacy in which that you're finally learning to get into an intimate moment with a woman, the more resistance you add there because of these things you don't know about, but what if you were to take away the resistance and do as maybe I've future Adam had instructed, which was, okay, just breathe with her. Why is that the remedy? Why is the remedy to sexual performance, in quotes, not more sexual performance, but less? Why is it the answer is doing less and being more? Because there is less resistance. Why is it that when you are playing GTA 5 or Call of Duty campaign, whatever game you're playing, and that you get to a certain level and for whatever reason you just can't fucking pass it, you, you try everything. You're getting every tutorial. You get everything you get and you just cannot pass it for the life of you. And you get so fucking frustrated. You get so angry. You're smashing the controller. You're getting rage smash. But then you take a night off, come back the next day and you complete it in five seconds. Which situation had more resistance? When you have a day to reset, have a night sleep on it, less resistance. When you have less resistance, you have more access to your psychological capacity. There was once a time where instant dates didn't exist. There was once a time where I had to learn what that shit was, right? Now, I learned it pretty damn quick because I didn't have a lot of resistance to it. I gave you an example of an atom that did have resistance to it. But actually, I gave you the example of the atom that had no resistance, which was this. And I will learn. 
Anytime I've been introduced to something that doesn't make sense in the world of social dynamics, it's always that mindset. And I will learn. I remember one time, I remember one time uh, Jordan was out uh, teaching me how to stop two girls from behind at night, which was essentially running up behind them, tapping them on the shoulders, then stopping your body and allowing them to pull into you. It was a pulling effect. Makes no sense conceptually. Conceptually, you can't even visualize it really. But watching him do it, again, made even less sense because it kept working. And I was like, I don't even know how this works. But I didn't fight it. I didn't add resistance to it. I just said, okay, I'm going to learn this. Go up and try it. It works. It works, but it only works because I had no resistance to it. If I go up and try to approach a girl with resistance, not going to work. Okay, that was the most important rant. I went deep into that because it's something that some of you guys don't seem to be getting. And I just wanted to address it very straight on. So let me get back to the chart here. So where we're actually currently at in this podcast is talking about the accuracy and efficacy of beginners. <laughs> and then I also want to get to the final part of this podcast will be the, the concept of a future together and what the future is. That'll be a great, great way to wrap, but we're not quite there yet. And things, important things are being uncovered in this session. By the way, guys, if you're enjoying this content, hit that thumbs up down below. Help support the channel. Help support what's going on here. We will get to your open Q&As in good time. If you guys have questions around dating, social dynamics, or relationships on different topics, we can get that later. But we're kind of deep here. We're kind of deep here. So, so that was the last one was B saying, see the difference on my own with where I'm at. And then dot, 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 dot. And so I'll learn. Kakashi then goes on to say, I think if you are consciously incompetent, you would be aware that you know you can't tell the difference? Question mark. So you're asking me a question, Kakashi? Uh, Johnny then comes and say, so if, you're, if you eliminate the question mark from your saying there, then you're correct. But the fact that you put a question mark there, don't, okay, you're asking me the question. Ask yourself the question. Johnny then goes on to say, I would say someone who unconsciously incompetent cannot know themselves and therefore a blue moon since they don't even know what they don't know. Very good. Very good, Jay. Bang on. You essentially just said what Kakashi said without a question mark. See what the difference between a question mark makes? Uh, tongue in cheek, because obviously there's a big philosophy, uh, mental mindset difference there. There is a big difference, actually. I don't mean that sarcastically. Uh, Johnny then goes on to saying, hard to care. Nice, you hit the, nail, the next nail. Ha ha. Consciously competent then means that the person will be self-aware enough to start to see the difference but there will be room for doubt. Mm, that's a good nuance. Kakashi then goes on to say, thank you so much for the feedback, Adam, and everyone else. Ah, I love the humility. I love the humility, Mr. Hatake. <clears throat> Johnny comes in saying, yeah, you're on point today, Kakashi. <laughs> love it. Ski then goes on saying, no, you didn't forsake your journey. That's when I asked the guys, did I forsake my journey by going into a relationship with that girl so quick? Which makes it so much more confusing because you always tell people not to forsake the journey. But then you do something you mostly tell people not to do and can't give us a clear answer why. Not upset, just so confused. Do you understand why you're confused though, Ski? Because the answer is clear as day. The answer is as clear as day. But it's not clear for you. And but that is why it's but that's and that's the point. If it's not clear for you, that's your learning to do. Beautiful. 
Uh, Skid Van Guzman saying, I worded that wrong, but I think you understand. Bobby's saying, always learning, certainly. Kakashi then saying, going into monogamy is like a test of everything you have learned from the journey. Then when the relationship ends, you can look back. Hang on. Going into monogamy is like a test of everything you have learned from the journey. Then when the relationship ends, you can look back on what's still to learn about yourself and resume the journey. Kakashi, you're making an interesting... Your, again, your concept around what the journey is seems to be quite rudimentary as well. Very similar to ski and tea. In the, the idea of what a journey is is not so finite in that way. The way you're looking at it there makes it seem like a very solid state, which it is not. Uh, Kakashi, I'll fast clap to that. I, like, I very much love that. King Louis saying that you should feel comfortable with her, but simultaneously know that when you're together, you organically motivate and improve each other. Yeah. You're together out of love, not interalliance, synced and unique. So I'm not sure what you're saying that why that was relevant, King. I'm not sure what you're addressing that towards. Because we were talk, initially talking about beginner accuracy. You should feel comfortable without her, but simultaneously know that when you're together, you organically motivate and improve each other. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just not entirely sure. Unless you're just saying it for the sake of saying it, and it's beautiful. You're together out of love, not into alliance. Yeah, and that's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's just that I'm not, not sure of what you were saying that in reference to. T then saying, at King, feel that way of one girl right now. It would be fine if I never talked to her again, but feel like a relationship could be great for both of us because we vibe so well. Uh, Johnny saying to T, if there's a lesson to be learned of being with that girl, why not learn it? Johnny uh, T saying, us. Ski saying, but I'm not resisting to learn about this. If anything, I want to learn more. Okay, so let's move on from this. That was good. Basically, the whole point we went in, the whole reason why we went into this particular topic was that that idea of, I threw you a spanner in the works of what if it's someone who's underdeveloped? How, what, to what reliance could he know and make a differentiation between She's blowing my mind, or she is my mind. A couple of you already hit it on the nail on the head. Let me wrap with the sum. Very unreliable, extremely unreliable. In fact, almost by definition, impossible. I never like to use the word impossible. I very rarely use it, but it almost is the complete complete contradiction. The very definition of him being underdeveloped infers that he does not have the awareness to be able to discern between, okay, this woman is not just a woman, but is the woman. Blowing my mind is my mind. Regular moon, full moon. Someone who's underdeveloped has no ability to be able to do that. And that very likely, if he thinks that she is that case, then through further introspection, through further questions, dealing with someone who is not emotionally attached to the situation, who would pick and prod and underpin all of his answers to the following questions of, okay, so what makes you feel that? All right, and he comes up saying, well, I guess, you know, she's just the very next level. She's the very best. I'm like, okay, and so why does her being the very next and the very best uh, level make her very different different to all other women, at least in your experience? That Why does that make her the blue moon? Uh, already meets a little impasse there. Might try and dodge it to the left or to the right and go, well, it's just this, it's just this thing I've never felt before. I'm like, okay, but how many times have you felt this? Anything even close? Oh, guess not that much because he's an absolute beginner and underdeveloped hasn't experienced that much yet 
Okay. Remind me again how long you've uh, been walking this particular stage of the journey. Eh, six to nine months probably. Six to nine months, six to twelve months. Okay. How many casual open free relationships have you had? Uh, none. Or maybe there was this one back then. Okay. So you, you haven't had many relationships. Haven't been able to learn about yourself in relation to many others. It seems very unlikely that you have the ability to be able to discern about what we're trying to talk about right here. So I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. I'm just here to say that if you were to take this walking line, you would have to walk this line now of treating her as a blue moon, that there is very high potential for damage at the end of it because you're underdeveloped. I'm not going to say don't do it. In fact, if you get damaged because of making that decision, then that would be a great lesson to learn as well. It'd be a great lesson for you to learn that, okay, I got confused between what a blue moon situation is and isn't. And I really did think she was a blue moon. But now that I see that I came out of this relationship, I was so underdeveloped. I, I, I hadn't learned what I needed to learn about uh, being detached from her validation. And uh, when I'm, she was actually, there was even some small things of her hanging out with other guys. And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that yet. Yeah, so I now see that actually I was, I was really far off. And yeah, it really hurts. Actually, just like that guy in the internal energy channel that I made a video about last week, he's currently in that stage of life right now. He, the reason why it burnt so hard for him is because he thought he, he was doing her a service by being so logical and detached from the emotions, yet simultaneously was missing the core foundational key of reading her true emotions and feelings, hence why she had to leave him. So he thought, he may have thought he was at the position of being able to discern blue moon versus regular moon. Turns out, not quite, not quite there. Not quite there, hang on. Just some next door is dog barking. Hopefully that's just the neighbors. So what I'm trying to paint here for you guys is that it's not the end of the world if you were to be mistaken. In fact, it'd probably be the best thing for you, as I said to that guy. The best thing for you to have your entire life and mindset ripped out from the bottom and have to start again. Because that's your work to do. Your software got infected. We found much virus within it causes system overload, which then caused a system malfunction, hardware malfunction. Now we're going to reinstall. Right? That would not be the worst thing in the world. Absolutely not. So if you were underdeveloped to wrap this point up, but did make the mistake of going into a closed and locked, uh, closed locked monogamous relationship with this girl you believe to be that moon, while you will definitely cause yourself and her damage, there's going to be a lot of lessons to learn. What I'm trying to do for you, and because I'll never tell someone not to, that's not my place, my place is to say this is most likely what's going to happen and that what might be a different option, a healthier option for you is to look at where you are in the journey and to make your decision based on life journey and not personal needs. Because a lot of the times when an absolute beginner makes such a decision, such an intense decision, it's often not coming from a perspective of life journey, but rather personal need. I'll put this in the description of the chat. If you're 12 to 3, unconsciously incompetent, you're at most risk for making this mistake because you don't even know what you don't even know. You do not even know what you don't even know. So you would be forgiven for making such a mistake and not even being aware that you were making it. But for anyone who's beyond that point, if they were to make such a mistake, then we know it's very much based on personal needs that they are aware of. Of course... If you make this mistake, it's always based on personal needs, validation, security, feeling of security in this life, feeling like you have someone to hold you, feeling like you have someone who just understands you and can be with you, which are all great things. 
but not from the mindset you're coming at it with and which you need that because that's a personal need now, not something that just becomes as a natural byproduct of being two excellent beings. Having someone to hold, that's a wonderful thing. Having someone to hold because you need them to hold you, that's a toxic, very dark thing. So so that's, that's just the only thing I want to bring in here is that your stage of journey, your life journey will dictate which decisions you make and that all of your decisions in life should be based on where you are currently at, not where you would like to be, not who you would like to be with, and not who you once were. Ah, that's an interesting nuance right there, isn't it? A lot of the times we make decisions based on who we once were, especially with uh, sexual performance. And a more micro and based on sexual performance, you know, we make a lot of decisions based on who we once were. I went down the, that same path. You know, I went down that same path. That's why I fucked up my first, uh, first few pulls back to here because I, I was living in past Adam. I thought I could just bring the girl in straight away, immediately straight into the bed and be able to uh, let go into the moment with her. No, sir. Complete sexual uh, meltdown, inadequacy, barbecue breakdown, and unable to get erection because I was living in past Adam. So decisions should be made based on where we are in the journey right now because you can only ever be where you are right now. Right now. Yes, sir. So there's one more question for us to address and then we'll dive into open Q&A which is the idea of this future, this future. So let's go back on here. I think it was Skate coming and saying, Skate coming, the last thing he said was, but I'm not resistant to learning about this, anything I want to learn more. So you're saying that if you're not full clock phase, then you must stick with the journey slash meeting girls. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. What you're attempting to... Oh, hold on. He then goes on to say... So he, the full thing was... So you're saying that if you're not full clock face, then you must stick with the journey slash meeting girls. And when you are the full clock face, you'll be able to know when you can get into an August relationship. Is that the answer to last week's question? <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Because last week's question was completely different. But... I like what you're saying there about the development of social dynamics here. However, if you're, when you say, so you're saying that if you're not full clock face, then you must stick with the journey slash meeting girls. And when you are full clock face, you'll be able to know when you can get into an organized relationship. To the element of just developing yourself, there's a healthy mindset within that. But the unhealthy mindset within what you're saying there is as if, as if, taking such a general rule would apply to everyone which actually kind of defeats the purpose of this so i could never agree with the first part of it when you say so you're saying that if you're not full clock face then you must stick with the journey slash meeting girls and the reason why is because ski how do you know when you're full clock face yeah yeah the answer to that question is the answer to last week's question. Very good. So T comes in saying, aha, stop reaching for it, bro. And correct. I'm glad to see that you realize that too. But it's it's the, yeah, Ski, I'm not sure if you listened to anything I said before because that was a reach, another reaching out. Um, Johnny Nguyen coming in saying, my damage hurts so good, ha huh? Your damage hurts so good. Are you trying to say your lessons hurt so good? Uh, Ski coming saying, I just want to know, double exclamation marks, ha ha. So it's like, 
don't trust your feelings until you full clock face. That's what you're saying. Ski, the more you finish your question, your answers or questions with that's what you're saying, question mark, means that you need to stop. You remind me of one of my other clients. His name's Jay. I won't drop his full name, but if he's watching this, he knows who he is. And I often say the same thing to him is that stop, slow down, stop reaching out, okay? Because just the fact that you're phrasing your questions that way means that you are in fact reaching out, okay? And so we'll leave it there. Johnny then goes on to say, I actually am very grateful for all of the strife I've gone through and the lessons I've had to learn. Now, the damage hurts so good. Good. It's getting insane. But then again, if I feel something amazing and incomprehensible with a woman, surely that doesn't mean I'm fully developed. So how would I know? It makes no sense. Johnny says, ski, take a break. Take a breath. Uh, Hang on. Yeah, ski, you need to stop. Uh, Enough playing around. You are causing yourself damage here. Okay. The more, the more you attempt to reach out, the more you are taking away from yourself. So come back to center, take a deep breath, take five of them, and slow down. Okay. So he says, Johnny broke my brain. Johnny says, stop reaching. You will learn, my friend. I feel your desire, intense desire to know, but I just let it happen. When you reach the lesson, you will learn it. So how can I learn so if I just learn inside, forget it? How can I learn something that's not my mind, not a goal to be learned? Skate. It's like you haven't learned from anything I said last week or the beginning of the session in which that the journey to getting there is getting there. This learning is not a goal. This is not a goal. I would never set up anyone with this. I would never say to any of my clients, okay, here's your next task to learn the difference between a regular moon and a blue moon. It's not a goal. It's not something to be chased. The more you chase it, the less you find it. Johnny coming and saying, you will learn because you will fail before you reach it. Johnny, you'll make mistakes, get back up, let's learn. Kakashi, it's important to be okay of where you are now. In due time, the lessons will come. Keep your heart and ears open for now. Well said, Kakashi. Well said. You can only ever be where you are right now. Right now. Johnny reiterating that, saying, ah, Kakashi, lovely, once again. Ski saying, I'll probably never know when I'm full clock face, which confuses me. This makes no sense. And Ski, you need to be okay with it making no sense. No sense. That's where your conflict is right now. Sorry if you guys can hear that. There's a lot of dogs out there. Hang on a sec. Hopefully you can't hear that too bad, but it sounds like there's a bloody dog UFC going on outside. That's hectic. Okay. So let's move on to the final part of this podcast. But that should be a wrap it up for you right there, Ski, is that uh, there should be no confusion for you. There should be no confusion. The only time you'll experience confusion is if you reach out, which means that you're trying too hard, you're fighting too hard. This is not a goal to be learned and that if you haven't learned it yet, it'll come. It'll come along your journey. As long as you, all you need to know, Ski, is that it'll come. They, if the moment hasn't come for you yet, then it hasn't come for you yet. And then it's disrespectful to try and force the moment before it happens. It's disrespectful to try and make something evolve before it ever needs to. Very much with underdeveloped girls. You know, your mentality right now is very much what a lot of guys try to do to to young girls. A lot of guys in the self-development journey, social dynamics journey, try to make young girls evolve too quickly. They try to make girls meet their standard of evolution. It's 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 really disrespectful to her level of journey. Like, if she can't understand... 
Uh, someone sent me a message on this just the other day. A comment, uh, Jason Bottle. Shout out to Jason Bottle. He dropped a huge comment on last week's social Q&A, uh, which I'm yet to respond to because I only just saw it this morning, about even if you know a girl is making the wrong decisions for her life and is the mindsets are going to hurt her, it's going to damage her, but and I'm convinced that this is the case. How can I make her see that? Because he was talking about, that was in reference to getting people to see answers for themselves. It's like, you don't. Jason, you don't. You respect the fact that everyone has their own journey, including your own. If you can't ski, if you can't respect your own journey enough to understand that when I'm saying to you that if you can't understand this right now, that's good, and that's where you're currently at, then then you're walking backwards at that point. You're walking backwards. You won't learn anything more. Because in your attempt to keep fighting, to make something evolve before it is prime and ready to, it's damaging to you. It's like if someone said to me in a more tactical sense, all right, just need to learn how to bring a girl out of the club, need to learn how to bring a girl out of the club, let's go. Yet he doesn't even know how to get into the club yet. Okay, he doesn't even know how to get himself into a social state to be willing to go into it. But he's fighting so hard to know about that end point. It's like, I'm not going to try and make him evolve beyond that, beyond his current level of development. So, uh, so Ski, for your own well-being, please stop. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to... Actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always... Uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with... Just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.